News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Thursday night edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen. We're going up until 8 o'clock tonight, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And uh, I think I got some I got I got some heat coming down next week. I think that's the I think I just invented some new term. Got some heat coming down next week. Um, so guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter. All right. So last night, here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. And I talked about this. I don't know, like earlier in the week, last week. I I, I don't remember about how I don't like going to. Super Bowl parties. I don't like going to NCAA Final Four parties on that Saturday. Um, generally, if I do something or get together with someone, I don't like watching football in bars. I, I just don't. Um, if I'm going to do it, I like doing it at home. I don't like because I want to be able to hear. I want to be able to concentrate. Um, because I like, and this isn't like being all snooty or anything, but. I tend to look at games and watch games differently than the average fan because I was a sports reporter for 25 years and have covered these games in depth and have been to well over 300 football games in my life, probably about 350 football games in my life in person as a working member of the media, not including all the games that you go to in college and high school and that you played in and everything else. So anyways... So I, 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 I can't watch a game on TV as a fan. I, I still automatically start analyzing and breaking it down and looking for certain tales or certain trends and everything else like that. Telltale signs of what's happening. And it's just, now you can't do it as well on the TV as you can in person. In person, it's night and day. It's night and day doing it in person. But you can still somewhat do it. And see trends and things that are happening, um, and I'll do it without with the sound off. Like I, I, I'll just a lot of times we'll watch it with the sound off, and then if somebody gets hurt or something like that, then I'll turn it on to see what the injury is or what happened, right? Or to hear what a particular coach says during a timeout, because I like hearing things. I like just being able to concentrate, doing whatever I want to do. Like like I said, watching football games in bars not my favorite thing to do. Even if I don't have a vested interest in it, if it's two teams and I'm just like, like Ohio State and Notre Dame, there have never been two teams in college football that I hated more in my entire life than Ohio State and Notre Dame. And they were playing each other last week. So even though I grew up loathing them and wanted each team to lose every single game of every single year, especially Ohio State, but also Notre Dame, because Notre Dame's never as good as everyone as they always like to claim they are, and just got tired of their chirping. Even then, I wanted to watch it like in peace, to really soak in and inhale what was going on on the field, just from an analytical standpoint and watching everything. So, about I don't know whenever the first debate was. And I had no idea this was going to happen. The first debate of the GOP, I don't know, what, a month and a half ago, I guess it was? I mean, it was after I, yeah, sometime in August, thanks. Yeah, I knew it was sometime after I got back from Saudi Arabia and all that. So, like, sometime in August. Or late August, maybe, something like that, mid-August. But there was 
a women's Republican group watch party that was going on that just happened to be in my building where I live in our big entertainment area. And someone who was who's in our building was at the party and said, oh, Brett Jensen lives here. And then they said, oh, my gosh, tell Brett to come up. We'd love to see him. So the person that lives in the building sent me a text. And next thing you know, I'm up there at the Republican watch party. And then I've got people shushing me and shushing everyone else because we're talking during a watch party, which I get. But if you want to hear it, don't go to a party. Like, seriously. Like, you know, at a party, there's going to be glasses clinking, people eating food and people talking about what was just said or what just happened during a football game or a basketball game or who said what to who. Like, that's going to happen. That's the very definition of the word party. Right? So, it was, I found that first party rather annoying. I mean, I met some decent people, some nice people, talked to them, had, had some good chats with some people. Actually got some news while I was there. But I was like, okay. And then last night I was invited to another watch party. I'm like, okay, I have never been invited to a debate watch party my entire life, ever. And the first one, it sort of, I wasn't invited to, it just sort of happened that they happened to be where I live. And so I was invited up there after they found out I actually lived in the building. Last night, I was invited to the party like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. So um, I went. I went to the watch party last night. And it was sort of like somewhat similar, although nowhere near in terms of be quiet. It was just like, hey, there were a lot of people trying to watch. And I'm like, okay, there were 18 people there last night. Super nice people. Super, super nice people. And they had like drawings and giveaways for like Ron DeSantis's book. And they had a huge spread of food. And they gave me little goodie bags because I'm the single guy to take home and everything else like that, right? And so it was great. Great food. Great stuff. And, you know, and somebody was making me like somebody made me an old fashioned, which was outstanding. And the old fashioned that I had never, and I love old fashions. And it was an old fashioned that I had never heard of before an an additive to an old-fashioned a small amount of saint germain i was like oh oh i i never heard of that and it was ridiculously great but the tv was on really really loud people were sitting right in front of this you know 70 inch screen tv 65 inch 70 inch screen tv in the living room and me and a couple others were hanging back into the kitchen because it was an open floor plan and you know, some people were complaining that they couldn't hear. I'm like, okay. Like, first of all, we were quietly talking. We were talking, like, we were talking, and it was mostly guys in the back. To be fair, it wasn't like women whispering. To be fair, it was one, two, three, four, five guys in the back with the host going back and forth. She was going back and forth. But I'm like, okay, if you are, and I le- and I leaned to the guy sitting next, standing next to me, and I said. If you're 10 feet from that TV and can't hear what they're saying, that's a you problem. Like, you need to go and get the hearing checked. If you are that far, like that close to the TV, and you're shushing people that are 20 feet behind you, 
Like, okay, like, like let, let, let's take it down a notch. Were captions ever considered? No, no, that's a great thing. And no, and the problem with captions. They can be, sh- they can be shaky. They can be shaky, and they tend to run behind. You know, they're running behind a good, you know, five to ten seconds behind what, what is being said sometimes. And so, no, captions, captions were not uh, considered. Although, and i got to be honest with you. The debate last night. So when we when we come back, we are going to talk about the debate because this is I'm getting ready to tell you guys. So I'm going to take you behind the curtain. And I told Tommy this a minute, thirty seconds before we went on air tonight. I'm driving to the station, and a heavy portion of everything I was going to talk about got postponed until tomorrow. So I showed up at the station thinking that three-fourths of my show or at least half of the show was going to be about a particular topic, and then I was going to maybe talk about the debate and a couple other things. So I am more than welcome taking your phone calls at 704-57-1110 if you want to talk about last night's debates, winners and losers. I'm going to be generic. I'm sure every major talk show host in the country has said the exact same thing. Well, what are about your thoughts? I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's lazy. It's predictable. It's predictable. It's not lazy. It's predictable. So, But I'm going to be very predictable. If you've got thoughts about what happened last night, I will give you my thoughts. And I will tell you this. I only watched the first hour, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And and I know a couple other things were said after I left the party last night um, because it was in BFE. But... Uh, but no, so but but I'll tell you my thoughts about and sixty minutes is all I needed to see, and then we'll go from there. And I'll tell you there was a lot of polls out on who won, who lost. But I also want to get your thoughts. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen, going up until 8 o'clock, 704-570-1110. All right, so the debate last night. So I told you about like what I was doing during it all and stuff like that. But there were some thoughts about how everyone performed. Now, I will give you what some of the experts, not experts, some of the experts are saying, but also like some focus groups are saying as well, right? Republicans or independents that lean Republican were like in a lot of, uh, you know, like watch groups and they were giving their thoughts. So, according to 538 and uh, Republican primary voters who watched the debate, um, who said each candidate performed the best and worst in the debate. So, the ones who said in by a mile that performed the best, according to 538, was DeSantis, then Haley second, Ramaswamy third, Christie fourth, Scott fifth, Pence sixth, and Burgum uh, seventh. However, Christie got the most dislikes and said they performed the worst. And that's because... I will bet money. I will bet Tommy's paycheck on this. That 
the reason they say Chris Christie did the worst is because he's the one that went after Trump the hardest. And you're having all those Trumpsters going, oh, my gosh, like this guy's a clown. Uh, well, I, you know, Winterwell's told you, I've told you, his sole purpose in these debates is to singularly go after and be the sacrificial lamb and go after Donald Trump. And he did exactly that last night. But surprisingly enough, the person that, according to this group, that did the second worst was Mike Pence. And I understand that. Like, Pence may be a super nice guy, and he's too vanilla. And I'm not talking about his hair or his skin color. He's just too bland. And he reminds me a lot of Jeb Bush, but without the sleepy face that Jeb Bush always has. Like, Jeb Bush always looks like he just woke up from a nap. So I thought that was interesting. But, but then I looked and saw another think tank that said DeSantis was number one. And that Burgum, the North Dakota governor, was actually number two. Ramaswamy, once again, three. And Nikki Haley, four. Tim Scott, five. Pence, six. And Chris Christie, seven. Or actually, uh, Chris Christie, six. And then uh, Mike Pence, seven. The problem with Scott is that when he started talking about racism and slavery in the 14th Amendment and what the 14th Amendment was for, when by far the best answer of the entire night came from Ramaswamy about not allowing people who are born here just because they're born here doesn't mean that you're automatically a citizen. And he quickly pointed out diplomats have children here and they're not citizens of the United States, so why should someone here be, someone illegally be afforded citizenship? And it was the best answer of the night. It was. It was absolutely the best answer of the night. But so, you know, but he was also he just sucked the air out of the room. I just was waiting for someone to go to him and just go, Ramaswamy, Vavik, grow up, like grow up, quit acting like a millennial, grow up, quit trying to act like, you know, you're the smartest person in the room or quit acting like, you know, everything that's going on or trying to talk so much just to show us how smart you are. I was waiting for that. But by every poll that I've seen, DeSantis was the clear winner in last night's debate. The clear winner. Now, I will say this. At some point, like early, like 30 minutes into the debate, all seven on the stage were squabbling at the exact same time that the people were trying to answer questions or ask questions. And you had... Basically, 10 people screaming into a microphone for like 30, 45 seconds straight. And it was unlistenable. And it's amazing to me, if you're going to have that many people, that many people on a stage, how you've never heard of the mute button. Have a button. If I ask Tommy a question, TJ, John Moore, all their mics are muted. Just for Tommy is the only one, because I'm asking Tommy the question. If I'm asking Ron DeSantis the question, every other person on that stage is muted unless Ron DeSantis calls out, say, Nikki Haley. Well, then Nikki Haley's mic will be unmuted. And so, like, people may be talking on stage, but no one's going to hear them. No one's going to hear them. So I don't know why they just don't do that. It's a really, really easy thing to install. 
but listening to 10 people squabble and it was just white noise because you had 10 people talking over each other, it was it was extremely painful. And like I said, 10 minutes was or t- one hour was all I needed. Hey, John, thanks for calling, John. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, you know, you, you stole my thunder. I, I, and I was with you. I could barely, I didn't even, I don't think I even stayed the full hour. Um, yeah, just the bickering. And I, 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 I'm all over uh, the dump switch with you. Uh, one of the things that drove me nuts, too, is, you know, when one of the commentators would ask a question, um, I had flashbacks to the movie, uh, the campaign with Will Ferrell and um, uh, Zach Galifianakis. You know, it's like, you know, speak to, you know, the, the economy and people sitting around the kitchen table and, you know, let's talk about that. And, you know, they'd go to Mike Pence and he's like, I'm glad you asked that question. Let's talk about communist China. You know, it's like, right. you know, is right. he, you know, is, is he a Taliban? Is he an Al Qaeda? It's like, answer the question. And, I, I, you know, I think for the next debate, when people do that, when they get off point, you know, it's like if you're not going to answer our question, we're going to we're going to dump your mic. Well, you know? and and I pre- that's actually a good answer. And I appreciate the phone call, but I'm up against the break, right? We talk longer. Um, but here's the problem: whether it's media in Charlotte, whether it's sports media, political media, it doesn't, or national media, ninety percent. Do not follow up with, thank you, but that's not what I asked you. I asked you, why are leaves green? Not about the dirt. You want to talk about the dirt? Great. But I asked you about the leaves. And most reporters don't do that. They just don't. And I used to do that to coaches, and I do that to politicians, and it I'm not going to lie, it kind of pisses them off. All right, before we upset Anna, we got to get to her in the WBT Newsroom for the news break. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Two former Charlotte City bus drivers say they were fired for speaking up about safety concerns following the murder of a fellow driver. When you're viewed as that mouth, they're going to definitely, you know, stick it to you. And right now, I feel like it's being stuck to me. Gia Lockhart says she called for safety changes after Ethan Rivera was killed on the job in February of 2022 and that she was terminated in retaliation. I feel like I've been treated unfairly. Veronica Wallace says she also was let go for failing to secure a bus, but wonders if it was instead for voicing safety concerns for Cats bus drivers. I would like to believe when they say this. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Going up until 8 o'clock, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen. All right, by the way, starting on Monday, Toktoberfest, right? We're doing the whole Facebook live streaming thing. Got to double check on a couple of things to find out what time these things actually start. Uh, I'm a little confused about some things, but nonetheless, and we'll tell you, it's either at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock on Facebook and all that good stuff, but um, what I can tell you is that, um, yeah, so anyway, on Tuesday, I do know this, on Tuesday, Bo, or no, actually, I guess it's Monday, yeah, on Monday, uh, Bo and Beth 
and the like will be there talking about the mornings or they'll do their Facebook thing and you can go on our Facebook page on WBT's Facebook page and you can watch us on video and we can have live chats with each other and we've done this this will be our third year and I know the first two years the first year I was drinking bourbon with a cigar last year I had beer and a cigar so I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do this year I gotta figure it out I, there will be a cigar I just gotta figure out the drink of choice I'm excited because in the second week, and hopefully we get these logistics worked out that I'm able to join, but uh, Wednesday the 11th, the Prod Squad, I don't think they had a Toktoberfest uh, night last year, so no. we'll be doing a Prod Squad uh, debut of Toktoberfest. So I'm, of course, excited for that. So tell everyone what the Prod Squad is, because that actually came about while I was in Ukraine a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so the Prod Squad is... Well, or was it this year or last year? Uh, last Your last trip, okay. yeah. And we've done a few things here and there, but it's basically just a bunch of the producers here um, at the studio, John Moore, or at the station, John Moore, TJ Boggs, who's on with me uh, from 3 to 6 with Brett Winterbull, and Bernie Bowles, who handles... Uh, Vince Coakley and Pete Callender's show. Uh, so we'll be able to dish a little bit about, you know, all the things that annoy us about our hosts and uh, all that good stuff that uh, the rest of the r- listener world might not know what us producers do. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, there you go. Seven o'clock. Well, I guess there's no need to listen to this show then, right? Hey, let's just put it on. Why not put it on at two o'clock in the afternoon? I don't make those decisions. Right, you know. <laughs> hey, so don't worry about the show, everyone. Just go to the Facebook page on Monday and Wednesdays. How about that? Right? Oh, and here's the dichotomy. I will be live on Facebook in the middle of my show while there's a pre-recording. Wrong, because on that Monday... Oh, you're Wednesday. Never mind. Thank but you. Monday. No, Mondays I'm talking about my, my show. I'm on on Monday, on Wednesday. Yeah, in the middle of my show. Hmm. Hopefully you can multitask. You want to see? You've ever heard of atom splitting? Oh, maybe, maybe I can split and be at two places at once. Because you know, why worry about this show at all, right? Yeah, that's right. Why I mean, worry about this show? Who, who cares about this show, right? <laughs> Nobody cares about this show. So let's just program things in the middle of this show. Why not? Who needs to be on it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell everyone to leave this show and go somewhere else. That's that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. Awesome. All right. Um, anyways, so, hey, guess what? That starts Monday. Um, but that being said, uh, we've got some things. Oh, so today, by the way, speaking of WBT stuff, today was the last day of the blood drive and Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. And so my question is, how many of you have ever given blood? So I was there today. I drove by today. See, well, let's just go drive by. It's not that far from the South Park newsroom. So I drove up there to the doghouse corner of Mint and Moorhead. See what was going on. I drove up there and I parked in the back and getting out of his car as I was parking was Boomer Von Cannon. So we both and Pete was act, Pete Cowan was actually doing his show from there. And so I, I go in there and we're just chatting a little bit. So I'm like, all right, let's. So he said, you should give blood. I was like, yeah, okay. So, I go in the big red bus, and two things occurred to me. It was 
extremely cold in that bus, and I don't know if they do that on purpose, but holy macaroni. I, like, everyone needed blankets. I'm glad I had a long sleeve shirt on at the time and blue jeans. There was a woman beside me who had shorts and flip-flops on, and she was, like, asking for a blanket. Like, it, when I say it's cold, I mean it was cold. You could hang meat in that bus. And the people doing the blood, the two nurses doing the blood or whatever, and the check-in and everything, they all had jackets on. If that tells you anything. So, anyways. So, they go through all the questions, and the woman says, you know, going through the procedures, have you been out of the country in the last three or in the last three years? I'm like, yes. Have you been out of the country in the last three months? Yes. Well, where'd you go? Spain, Saudi Arabia, Germany, and England. And she goes, oh, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check some things. I, I don't know if Saudi Arabia is on the list or not. Like list that might raise red flags. I, I don't know why it would be, but. It's just people generally don't say Saudi Arabia. So she came back. She goes, nope, you're good. I said, okay. Then she says, do you want to give whole blood or like the red blood cells or platelets or whatever? And I said, no one has ever asked me that before. I don't even know what the difference is. I said, which one? She goes, well, uh, like the red blood cells, that goes to the hospital immediately. And then the red and the whole blood, you know, it's processed and everything else. I'm like, I, I didn't know. I wouldn't. When you have like, this tells you how little I know about this stuff. But I thought when you like receive blood at hospitals or whatever, I mean, I know you can get plasma, but I actually thought it was like actual blood. You get like whole blood pumped into your body. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. So I was like, all right. I said, well, which one do you need the most? And she said, well, we need the red blood, uh, the red blood cells the most, the one that's immediate to the hospital, but it takes about 10 minutes longer to do, and the needles are different. I'm like, well, I don't care about needles. Needles don't bother me. Like, they don't. They've never have. Getting my dr blood drawn, like, needles don't bother me. And I was like, well, all right. So I said, well, I guess I'll just do that one then, the one that you need the most. So me and Boomer and this woman all sit down basically at the same time. They're doing the whole blood. I'm doing the red blood cells. They're gone. And I'm just hanging out there for like another 10 minutes. And it took me about 23 minutes, 25 minutes, just doing the blood process, not including the signing up and all that other stuff. And it's well worth it. And there was, you know, it was, it was fine. It was great. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have anywhere to be. I was, I was good at that moment. I didn't have any news going on. Although I take that back. I take that back. While I'm giving blood, I get a news alert that the uh, or a text message that the courthouse uptown is being evacuated due to a bomb threat. And I'm stuck on the bus with a needle in my arm. So it's not like I can run to the courthouse, even though it's just a few blocks away and drive over there. I got a needle in my arm. So I don't I'm like, well, okay, kind of that actually happened in the middle of me giving blood today. Totally forgot that. But anyways, uh, we did that, and uh, it was it was fine. It was good from beginning to end. The entire process, I don't know, maybe took forty five minutes. You know, no big deal. Because you, know, you and like if you had a lot of people there, it would have gone a lot faster. But you just you know, they only had 
you know, two women helping all the people there. So it was just going to take a little bit longer. No big deal. But it was fine. And the woman said, yeah, I heard you guys talking about it on the radio. And see, advertising does work. And then she goes, and she recognized Boomer's voice. And the Boomer goes, well, that's Brett Jensen right there. And she goes, oh, you're Brett Jensen? Now, which one are you? I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, which Brett are you? I said, I'm the reporter, the one that comes out at night. Oh, okay, 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 okay. She goes, well, it's great to put a face with the name and and all that. And um, she was all excited about meeting Boomer, as everyone always is. So it was uh, it was a good time. And so we've done, uh, this was our third one. So anyways, uh, everyone, stick around. We just got a few more minutes to go until we send you off into the night. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. So I just got an email during the break, or I should say the station just got an email during the break, raising Cain and holy hell about us at the station as a whole, thinking we were WBTV. The person actually had to go to the website, get the email address, send it to us, without realizing we're not the TV station. We're not the TV station. One has absolutely nothing to do with the other. As a matter of fact, we're not even owned by the same company. We are in the same building. And about 20 years ago, we used to be owned by the same company. I think Jefferson Pilot. But one has nothing to do with the other. But the fact that you went to our website to get the email address. Did you look at the website, dude? Seriously. Did you not see WBT radio and 1110 AM plastered all over it? Okay. Okay. What's this dude's name? Murphy. Murphy. Nice job, Murphy. I was going to say, he's not listening to this show because he's watching TV and he's all upset at WBTV about something, so he decided to email us. Nice job, Murph. Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, maybe I shouldn't hit the reply on that. I had a good one. I had, I had a good one. I heard email. it. It was pretty good. I had a, so the email says this from old Murph. The email from Murph says um, that they thought they were totally mimicking the coverage of September 11th coverage. And shame on you, exclamation point. Don't you have any talent who can develop a story without totally copying the most tragic day in our country in our lifetime, exclamation point? Well, except for those people who are born on in you know, born in nineteen forty one with Pearl Harbor, you know, or a president getting assassinated in nineteen sixty one. There's been some bad days. There have been a yeah, there have <laughs> been. There have been. Um and then it says, horrible exclamation point, we're appalled. Before we work on artificial intelligence, we need to work on natural stupidity. That's the line that gets me, because who did, who you emailing, Murphy? So here was going to be my response to old Murph. 
you emailed the wrong station, period. Like the, the punctuation, not the word. I'm appalled at your email because he used the word appalled. We are radio and not associated with the TV station. How did you, I want to say, how did you find this email address? Like, and then I was going to go stupidity question mark. I was going to do that. I haven't hit send. And I'm sure some of the people here wouldn't be happy. But you're an idiot. You want to talk about stupidity? Dude, you went to the website. You saw WBT 1110 AM and 99.3 radio, radio, radio. AM, FM, all over the place, and you hit send. All right. Nice job. Nice job. Unless old Murph has emailed us a lot in the past, and he accidentally put in, uh, put in, you know, it was like an autocorrect in his email address subject line. So just a quick search. That's the only email from Murph and WB in our in our newsroom email. Yeah, well, that's which is where we get it from, right? So nice job, Murph. Like there is so much of me that wants to say his last name, but I mean, I'm not, and I'm not going to hit send. Well, actually, I'm going to send a different email. Going, dude, how about checking the email address next time? I just and you're going to call people stupid. That's the kicker. Yeah, man, if you're going to call somebody stupid, you've got to make sure everything you're doing right. isn't going to be taken down by a stupid mistake of your own. Right, right. Don't, yeah. It's like trying to correct someone for spelling and then spelling the word correct wrong. Yeah, for sure. Or, or the big comment was your grammar sucks and they, like, they rip on you for your grammar and then they misspell grammar. Yep. Which is a very common mistake. People misspell grammar all the time. Grammar. That's it. That's it. That's it. So anyways. Um, anyways. So how about this? You emailed the wrong station. I suggest in the future you double check before sending such pointed emails. We are radio and not associated with the TV station. We are WBT. WBT and not WBTV. Is that, is that fair enough? Is that I think that's fair. You mm-hmm. know, you're just pointing out, hey, uh, maybe. And a piece careful. of advice, just be a little careful in the future. Right? There you go. Yeah, maybe. Now, the look on their face when they get that email from you would be one worth seeing if they are somebody who feels bad about their mistakes. So you so. emailed the wrong station. I suggest in the future you double check before, before sending such pointed emails. Before sending such pointed emails. And we are radio and not associated with the TV station. We are WBT radio and not WBTV. I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could run down the, down the hall and tell them, but I don't really think that's something we need to do. Yeah, you know? I think they're okay on that. But thanks, Murph. Boom, send. 
There you go. It's sent. I'm going to start refreshing my email for a reply. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, I could have been a lot, lot nastier. I think I got the point across without being overly harsh. Just, dude. And I just wanted to go, like, who's the stupid? Who's the stupid one? What? But anyways. Word, there's, there's, there's a, look, there's a life lesson that happened to you live on radio right there. Boom. Life lesson. Before you complain, make sure you know who you're complaining to. Right. And if you're going to correct someone for their grammar or spelling, you better double and triple check your grammar and spelling before you hit the send button. You better. You, I mean, you, 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 there's no other way around it. All right. So look, tomorrow I am hosting for Winnable from three to seven tomorrow. So he's off. Um, I think it's like uh, something going on with his kids down in Charleston or something like that. I think I don't know. Parents stay at the Citadel. Oh, there you go. So um, I will be hosting three to seven tomorrow. So until then, I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. <laughs>